0: You know, as a mom um, of little ones, it was really easy to communicate. But then as they get older, you guys have these little phrases. And Theo is really good at these things. And for the longest time, it was, man, I wrecked. I wrecked you. I wrecked this. I wrecked that. And this is a kid who's getting ready to get his permit. And I'm thinking, he says stuff like, I'm going to wreck it when I drive. I'm like, oh, not the right phrase. Or as juiced. Then we were getting juiced all the time. And when I have a house full of boys coming over and they juice me or juice, I get to actually be in the juice circle at times. It was was fun. But some of their phrases would be very annoying, and I found that the easiest way to get them to stop it is if I started using it. So I would use them over and over and over and over again, and they finally stop. Once in a while I hear the juice, but not very often. But he still thinks he's going to wreck driving. So is is my picture up yet? Oh, man, it's such a good picture, too. So the one I'm using tonight is, I kept telling Grace, I'm thinking about calling it To Be Honest. She goes, You mean TBH? And I'm like, Okay. So To Be Honest is what we're going to talk about tonight. Because I feel like um, you need to maybe hear what a mom thinks and feels and just be honest with you as teenagers, um, what it's like to be a mom. And so when I was a little girl... Um, I dreamed of being a mom. It was like everything I wanted to be. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a mom. Had the baby dolls and practiced and all that good stuff. But I really don't think I understood what it meant to be a mom. I dreamt about a lot of things, but I sure didn't dream about morning sickness. And with Grace, I think I puked at least 12 or 13 times a day, and I cannot believe I had more children after her. I would put bowls around in the house, and we lived across the street from the church and those were my puking bowls. And I would go around and puke in them. And I'd call Dennis, can you come empty the bowls? <laughs> and then he'd come empty them and I'd do it again. But it was, it, I didn't dream about that. I didn't dream about my body feeling like an in, alien had in, invaded it. I would, I would push on her and she'd kick back. And I'd push harder and she'd puke back any harder. I'm like, oh, my Lord, is this child going to be a strong-willed I didn't dream about sleepless nights or spit up on everything I owned or cleaning poop up the back when they would, you know, moms, that's the worst. I, I know no one ever told me they were going to poop up their back and it would come out the diaper. <laughs> Catching puke. I mean, I am a sympathy puker. If anybody pukes, you can bet I'm going to puke. I would catch their puke and then I would end up puking right next to them. It was awful. And bloody noses. My poor child gets bloody noses all the time. And he would be like, I got a bloody nose. I'm literally laying on the floor next to him. Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I didn't dream about teenage hormones. Trust me. I didn't dream about thinking what child is going to come out of the door this morning. Is it going to be the nice grace or the mean grace? (laughs) And now it's, now it's the nice grace most of the time. And now we're on to Lily. Um, (laughs) I didn't dream about endless laundry and messes and the arguing. I was an only child, so I didn't have the sibling to argue with. And my gosh, these kids are horrible to each other. And they get sick of me saying, oh, I would have given anything to have a sister or brother. And they just roll their eyes. But I did dream about loving someone more than I could imagine. Now I'm going to cry. I did dream about what they would look like rocking them to sleep and reading to them and teaching them about God, snuggling and blowing bubbles and catching fireflies, singing to them, hearing their first word, which was mama, no matter what Dennis tells you, <laughs> watching them take their first step, what kind of people they were going to be. I dreamed about that. I think the moment you find out you're pregnant, you just you fall in love and you start dreaming about those things. But no one prepares us for motherhood. Those first years where I would hide in the closet Just to have a moment of silence And I'd pretend I had to go to the bathroom But they would still find me It was like little fingers under the door Mom, you in there? Yes, I am It's going to be okay And another thing they don't prepare us for Is giving birth I think we can go through every Lamaze class there is I wouldn't even do it My picture's ready To be honest and I picked this picture because I'm pretty sure that every teenager in here feels like doing this to your moms now and then. And pretty much every mom feels like you're strangling the life out of us sometimes. So that's a good picture of Theo and I. But giving birth, I don't think they prepare us. I, I remember when I went in with Grace, and I, they laid me in this bed, and I turned on my side, and the nurse put a rubber band on my pillow. She was like, focus on this. Just focus on this like, what are you doing? And I literally picked up the rubber band and shot it at her. (laughs) I was like, I don't need a rubber band. I'm hurting. What is this going to do for me? And she goes, you're earning your mother's day. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just get out of my face and take a rubber band. And I just remember thinking this hurts so bad. When's it going to end? And, and then I saw her and it was like, Okay, no pain mattered anymore. And this love I felt for her was overwhelming. And then came Theo, and I thought I couldn't love another child as much as I loved Grace. And I, I did. It was like God gave me the capacity to love him, not more, <laughs> but in a different way. And then came Lily, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I love this kid, too. They always try to tell me who's my favorite, but I really don't have a favorite. I just don't. And you know, to be honest... <laughs> It's scary that they let us take you home, honestly. I, I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have to take this child home. I have to take care of this kid. How do I do this? And the first time she starts crying and I can't make her happy, or when she's sick and I can't make her well. And even as they get older, and thank God for the internet and WebMD, I mean I I diagnose them they're dying pretty much, but they're still here. I um, hate it when you can't fix them. You can't fix their problems. I remember the first time um, Theo broke his arm. And i he was just crying. And you could saw this mangled arm. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I can't help him. And he's crying. Make it stop, Mom. Make it stop. And then he just stops. He goes, do I get a cast? Yes. You get a cast. And he's crying again. And he's really young. We get to the hospital. And, and it. It's just that helpless feeling as a mom. We want to fix everything. We want to make you okay. We want to take away the tears and the pain. To be honest, sometimes, this sounds so contradicting, we lie. We lie sometimes. We lie about Santa, if we did that thing. The Easter bunny and the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy in our house had many struggles. She went to sleep and forgot to put the money but the worst sorry Jordan I'm so sorry Jordan <laughs> to ruin the tooth fairy for you poor Grace she went to bed and I thought oh gosh you know I gotta get the money I'm not gonna go to sleep so I went in I thought she was asleep I kind of like, what are you doing mom no, nothing I just thought I heard you I wanted to check on you make sure you're okay okay I'm fine I'm going go back in the room I wait 20 minutes Surely she's asleep I go back in again slowly sit my hand and go mom what are you doing like, child, go to sleep. Tooth fairy's tired, you know. And I literally waited another 45 minutes, and I went in and I thought surely she's asleep. And I'm reaching over, and the child rears up and headbutts me. I'm not kidding you. I saw stars. I fell to the ground, and she's like, "Mom, what are you doing? Money's flying." I'm like, "Oh no, it's over." But it was dark, thankfully, and she finally went to sleep. But. Yeah, that was, I felt bad. I lied. And it's, And Dennis says, how do you come up with those lies so fast? But we just want to protect that in you. And it's fun being Santa and the Tooth Fairy and having imaginary friends named Dodo, who we forgot in Target one time and we had to go back and get. I don't know why I did that, but we did. Ooh. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes you about give us a heart attack and um, because of that love we feel for you there's this amazing fear of something happening to you and for that moment for me lily we were in target again and sorry i shopped in target and she um disappeared and i couldn't find her anywhere and i remember that panic feeling and you just like Lock down the building. I can't find my child. And I'm running everywhere and yelling and yelling and yelling. And I can't find her. And the people are looking for her. And it's just, you feel like you're going to die. And I remember finally when this lady found her and she's shaking her. You better stay with your mom. I mean, this is a little three. I think she was three when it happened. I just remember clinging to her and thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, I, I'm so glad you're in my arms again because I don't know if I could have made it without finding you to be honest, being a mom is a lot harder than it looks. When you hurt, we hurt probably more than you hurt. We're happy when you're happy and we're sad when you're sad. There's a saying that a mom is only as happy as her most unhappiest child. And it is so true. I've learned that this year more than ever. When you succeed, our heart bursts with pride. It's like A pride, I can't even explain it, because we see you succeed, and we see you, um, even that pride, you're proud of yourself, and that makes us proud of you. When you fail or feel rejected, our hearts are ripped to pieces. I remember when I worked in the elementary school where they all were at for a moment, I looked outside in my room one time, and Lily was out there. And she was sitting on one of the little railroad ties by herself, and it killed me. And it took everything in me not to go out there because I could tell she was lonely and feeling rejected. And I felt that we feel what you feel in a deep way. And it may sometimes feel like we don't, but we do. When you stray or rebel, we feel a desperation like no other. Our hearts um, want what's best for you. And we want you to. Follow after God's heart, and we want that for you. So when we see you stray and rebel against that, it scares us. Honestly, it's a desperation I can't even explain. When you text us with uh, today, it was uh, you made my lunch and you gave me a salad and you forgot a fork. <laughs> I felt helpless. I'm like, I want to run a fork to my child. I almost took a picture of it and said, "Here's your fork," but I didn't. But but seriously, when you text us like that, we we you. We want to fix everything, but we can't. Sometimes it's best that we don't, but it's hard not to. And to be honest, you know, we love watching you become independent. We love it when we don't have to wipe your behinds anymore or catch your puke. But we still, we still need you to need us. And I know that's hard as you get older and you become independent and you want to be who you are and think how you think and be on your own. We still need you to need us. There's this part of us that that needs to be needed. You're literally a part of us from day one. And though you may not, know you're no longer in us, in our womb, and you're not little and all snuggled up to us, you're still a part of us. When you walk out of the house, or now it's drive away, it's like our heart is walking away. It's like our heart is driving away. And so... We pray for you. We pour out our heart and our soul into you. We ask God for wisdom and for Him to take care of you. I loved Riley's three minutes. I was thinking about the struggles. We struggle as moms, and we we don't have an instruction book. You don't come with an instruction book. I wish you did. I wish you came with a lot more than just an instruction book. But sometimes, you know, we struggle, and and there are so many times I remember with the different things with the kids, and I couldn't fix it. I The control freak that I am, I wanted to, but I had to go to God. I had to pray. There was no other option. It had to be God. He had to take care of the situation. It wasn't my strength. It was in him. A few things also you need to know is that we need your grace. Just as we need God's grace, we need your grace. We need your forgiveness. There were times when the kids were little. And I had a day, and I would say things. <laughs> the, the big thing is if they push my buttons for, aren't long enough and far enough. They, the big one is if I said shut up, because you don't say shut up in our house because it's rude. And if they pushed it enough, and usually it was in the car, shut up. It was done. They knew. It was, they had to be quiet. And I, at night, I'd have to go and tell them I'm sorry. I really, in that moment of emotion, and it's okay for us to be able to say we're sorry to you, and you need to know that we are going to mess up. We've messed up, and we're going to mess up again, but we need your forgiveness, and we need your grace in that. We need your patience. We need you to know the heart behind what we do and say to you because we want what's best for you. I love that Jeremy had us pray just now together because that was one of my things is we need you to pray for us. And that sounds weird. And I know we talk about parents praying for you and we do. I can't count the times I've been on my knees or when my kids are at school, I'll go in their room when they're gone and I'll pray for them. But we need you to pray for us too. I mean, it's, it's kind of a two way street and you may never have thought about praying for your mom or your parents, but I mean, we, we need your prayers. We need an occasional acknowledgement that you appreciate us and love us. Even in public, it's okay to act like we're your mother. I don't need a sappy long hug or smooches, but just now and then a short squeeze is good. Or a pat on the shoulder. That's what I get sometimes too. While you develop independence from us, it is truly the cry of a mother's heart that you will never be independent from God. We want you to depend on him for everything. We rely on him heavily. We depend on him. I could not be a mom without him. I don't know how anybody does anything without him, but I don't know that I could be a mom and not be bald like my husband right now with, without God. I mean, seriously, because there are times that I just feel like an epic failure or I feel like I can't I can't help them. I can't make them happy and and he he comes in and he helps and he gives wisdom and he He does those things for us, and we want that for you. Obviously, you're not parents now, but you're going through school, and you're going to go through college or get married, and we want God to be such a part of who you are that he shapes all those decisions that you make. We want you, in choosing who you're going to marry and what school you're going to go to and what calling he has for your life and what you're going to do day to day, we want you dependent on him more than anything. We can't fix everything or always make you happy, but God can fill in and take the place of where we are. We fall short. So I, that's really all I have. I just, I wanted you to understand as youth kind of where moms are coming from. And just to know that as much as we may annoy you and you want to, well, it's gone strangle us with a big red balloon. We love you guys. We do. And I, I, back i can't imagine not being a mom i can't imagine not having grace and theo and lily in my life and i just want you to understand that is as, as crazy as it feels sometimes that, that we know we, we've been there we were teenagers once it may seem impossible but we were and i can't count the times that i'm sure my mom thought she was gonna strangle me but um We love you, and our hearts are good for you, and we want what's best for you, but even more so, God does. So I just kind of want to close in prayer, and um, just close your eyes for a minute. God, we love you so much. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be a mom, and I thank you for the mothers in here, and I pray, God, that you would just increase their joy, that as they parent these teenagers, God, that you would give us wisdom, God, that you would help us to be patient, and that we would see things through through our child's eyes, and not always always through our own. God, I pray that you would help the relationships in here. God, if when we're going through the the struggles and the headbutting and the and the fights, God, that you would remind each of us in our hearts that that we love each other so much. God, that we need each other. God, I pray for these students. God, that they would they would appreciate and respect and love their moms and just show them in, in small and big ways, God, that they would not forget that that we're human too. And I just pray for this whole youth group, God, that you would just be with us and that you would help us to to celebrate moms and to celebrate that relationship that we have with our moms. In Jesus' name, amen.